0: the soon return of our lord and savior jesus christ preparing a people for the kingdom of heaven preserving the posterity for the glory of god hello and welcome to another episode of the key of david podcast it's being brought to you by the watchman of the wall ministries i will be your host my name is charles and i am thankful to god above that you have chose to download to stream to listen to this podcast Is our effort on this ministry to make sure that what we say and do will edify the body of Christ, will build up the saint, will equip the saint with what he or she needs for the days ahead. We live in perilous times, listener. We live in times where the enemy knows he has but a short time to do his bidding, to try his best to wreck the kingdom of God. But we also live in a time where Where evil abounds, grace much more abounds. And God is still in control. He's still all-powerful. He's still the same God that split the Red Sea, that knocked down the giant, that rolled the stone away for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to raise up from the dead and come out on that glorious third day. So I know that no matter what situation you're in, God can make a difference with one word. He can change your situation with one breath. He can breathe life into your spirit. With one look from his eyes, he can make light scatter the darkness. So thank you for joining in. I pray that what you hear in the next few minutes will do just those things that I have just said. While I'm welcoming you, I also want to welcome to the podcast my brother, my partner in the ministry, Scott. Scott, say hello to everyone.
1: Hello to everyone listening, and I'm just so tickled to be back on the main podcast. It's always an honor and a joy for me to be here, and I, as always, I can't wait to hear what God's going to say to all of us. It's, it's just exciting. <clears throat> I'm so glad, Charles, that we are serving a God of wood and stone. They can't hear that's deaf, but he's alive and living and speaking, and we can fellowship in his presence. If we'll just take the time to do it. So I'm excited. I'm I'm happy to be here with you again, sir. Every time we get to come together and do something, I love it. How are you doing?
0: I'm excited as well. Like you said, we we, we live in a time where God will speak to us still. I know there's a lot of ministers out there that claim that God no longer speaks and that all we have is his word. But you know what? I know his word is the final authority and the foundation of our souls. But the Spirit of the Lord still speaks from the throne of God. If we have an ear to hear what he is saying, then he can speak to our hearts. And we're praying that he speaks to the hearts of the listeners today through this podcast, Scott. So I'm excited to see what God does on this podcast today. I know that before we get started, I like to read scriptures, introduce God from his word into our lives. The scripture that God laid on my heart. Today, Scott, was from the book of Psalms, and it's the very last psalm of the book. It's 150, and I'm going to read the whole psalm. It's only six verses long, but it says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of a trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Now, I can't think of a better way, Scott, to end the book of Psalms than with that commandment from God, praising His name. He is worthy of our praise. And notice, Scott. It says, "Praise the Lord with the timbrel and the brass, and the, with dancing and with singing and with shouting, and with with the trumpets and with the bow and with the drums." Mm-hmm. I know we have denominations out there, Scott, that don't use musical instruments on their praise and worship when they have service, but it's obvious in Scripture, and we have been commandment commanded by our God to use all sorts of musical instruments when we praise him, to use our voices when we praise him, to use our, our gifts and whatever capacity we have to praise him. Scott, God wants us to use those things he's given us, and he wants us to praise him. Scott, it says in the Bible that there are creatures in heaven that are praising God so loudly that the doorposts of heaven are shaking as if under an earthquake. So I know that if they're praising God loud enough to shake the very doorposts of heaven, then we ought to shout and praise God while we're here on earth. And it's not a time to be quiet. It's not a time to be silent before God. There are quiet times before God. There are silent times before God. But there are also times, Scott, where we should praise the Lord with a high voice, with a loud voice, with instruments and singing and with dancing. That's how I feel about it. How do you feel about it?
1: All I can say is amen. You're, you're pushing me real, real hard to try to get into the day's text, aren't you? But Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, the scriptures teach us, if we'll read them, that the Lord wants us. He's not going to force us because that's not true worship and praise and love. But he wants and desires us to worship him and praise him. That means a physical, emotional, loud uh, type of exaltation, if you will. Uh, it, you know, you just quoted David. Uh, I know he probably didn't write Psalm 150. Maybe he didn't. But, but David is said to be a man after God's own heart. Now, uh, you want to follow David? David was a praiser. David would dance till all his clothes fell off. He would praise God that hard. David, David would sing and shout. It was a physical, emotional thing, and he's tagged as a man after God's own heart. So I think we should follow that example, praise God, and, and dance till at least, well, these days, we're lucky if we'll get a shirt off dancing. <laughs> but, but I think we should follow that example, don't you, sir?
0: Absolutely, and yeah, I did get you stirred up already. <laughs> but, uh, but I definitely want us to to, to uh, be aware that we're, we're going to talk about that subject today, but before we do, we are definitely go to the Lord in prayer. Let the Holy Spirit have complete liberty and freedom on this podcast. And while we're praying, we also have a list of names, Scott, that we call out before God each week. These are names that we have gathered together through emails, through word of mouth, through the Lord speaking to us, Names that we've added to this list, some have left the the list as God has met the need. Some have been added on, but we have a list of names that we call out every time we pray on this podcast, that God would move in a special way, His grace would be sufficient for that need. And listener, if you would like for your need to become a part of this list, if you have a name that you would like to add to the list, it could be your name or a name of a loved one. But whatever the case is, God knows that situation. And you can let us know, and we'll be glad to add your name to the list and join our faith with yours and pray that God moves in that situation. The Bible, why do we do this? Well, the reason why is because the Bible says we're two or more agree. So you may have been praying about a certain situation by yourself and have not seen the results, not seen the victory. Well, how about letting Scott and I help you? Pray with that situation and see if God won't move because we're going to obey the Spirit of God. We're going to join our faith with yours. We're going to pray that God moves on each situation. Scott, I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that God, it honors God when we are specific with our prayers. I know a lot of people pray ambiguous prayers, but I believe God really is touched when we become specific. And we have specific names on this list. And, listener, we would be glad to add your name to the list or the name of whatever person that you would like to add to the list. All you have to do is contact us via email and let us know that you have a name that you would have, like to have added to the list that we pray over. And we'll be glad to do so. I will give that email out at the, at the end of the podcast as well as it will be linked in the show notes of this podcast so that you can use it, so that you can let us know that you have a name that you would like to have added to the list. But right now, I want Scott to pray. Pray for the people on the list. Call their names out before God. God knows every situation. And I also want Scott to pray for this podcast. Pray that the Holy Spirit will take control, will lead, guide, direct, will fill Scott's mouth, will fill my own mouth, that we will speak not our own opinions, not our own traditions, but the doctrines of the Bible, the, the, the commandments of God, exactly what the Holy Spirit would have us say. Scott, would you pray for us?
1: We will surely pray. And I'll tell you, we're, we're getting, by the grace of God, all praise goes to him. We're, we're getting to see him move for the people. On this list, Charles, just to mention two right quick, and I won't mention their names because I I don't have full authority to, to s- spread the whole thing. We we try to just you know folks come with needs and we we hold them dear and hold them quiet unless they give us permission. So I'll just say it like this: <laughs> one of the one of the names on this list had a very massive growth on 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 them that it was it was going to be horrible surgery. It was going to be. A horrible time, and God removed the growth. I, I mean, doctors didn't go in and take it. I mean, God dried up the growth and totally took it away. That's praise report number one.
0: Amen. And two,
1: I, I, I might get excited there, but two, another one on this list who, who I will keep anonymous, but we're still praying for them uh, is going through, Charles, a really bad form of cancer. That was debilitating. But since we've started blanketing this person in prayer and in agreement, he's gone into remission and he's able Great to Lord. walk around and move and do things that shouldn't be happening right now. So God's moving. And, and just to reiterate what Charles said, if, if you've got a need, you don't have to pray for it by yourself. You don't have to fight that thing on your own. There's There's power in agreement. A prayer when we come together in one mind and one accord and call upon the Lord, he does things and he's still doing things. So I would suggest you write in if you've got a need. So we're going to pray for these names that are on the list right now for Grace, for Greg, for Chris, Amanda, Annabelle, Trey, Tina, Joe, Landon, Jerry, Rhonda, Scott, Matthew, Shirley, Dante, Danielle, Billy, Saber, Rick, Noah, Eric, and a big shout out to Noah. I know you're probably listening, so thank you, Noah. We're still praying for you. Eric, Katrina, Mary, Rick, Charles, and Audrey. We're praying for all these names, and I'm just I'm just believing I'm going to see God move on every one of these requests. I believe I will. I believe he's moving on every single need. We pray for you, the listeners. We're about to. We're going to agree for you as well. Maybe your name and need isn't on this list, that's okay. We're going to agree and pray right now. Just pray with us as we're praying. God can meet those needs, and we're going to pray for the podcast as well. So, Father, we thank you today for the privilege and honor to be able to call upon your name. Oh, God, what an honor. What well, it's, it's mind-boggling, the honor that you've given us, that we can walk into the Holy of Holies and make our petitions known. And I'm so thankful, God, that you are who you are. I'm thankful. I'm so, I'm so tickled and excited you are who you are because you can meet every single need. There is not a thing a human being can bring to you, problem, situation, or trial that is, that is too big for you. You are able to move exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or think even. And so, Father, I thank you already for the, for the needs that you have been meeting on this list. We want to praise you for the things you have already done for the names that have come off this list for, for moving physically on people and spiritually, we praise you for it. And and we also pray, lift up these names that we've called out, God, I know you're going to meet those needs Lord. I know you're going to touch and you're going to move. So I already thank you for that as well. And Lord, we pray and lift up this podcast to you. God, we give this Avenue to you that your spirit would roll through. This would speak through us. Lord, and and that chains would be broken and that the anointing would come through and touch people's lives and touch people's hearts. That's what we desire the most, Lord, is that you reach from heaven through this podcast and touch those people right where they need. Lord, whoever's listening to this recording and whatever that they're going through right now, I pray for them as well. Maybe they're feeling down. Maybe they're feeling low. Maybe they're feeling lonely. Maybe they're depressed. Maybe they're scared to death. Over a situation, but God, you can bring peace where there seems to be no way you can touch and move. You can comfort in the situation. And, and God, I know you will, because the Bible declares you are a God of love. And we thank you for that loving heart that you have. You have done everything you could to reach out to your children. Lord, we praise you for that. And we believe that you're going to move on these needs and requests and in, in this podcast So we praise you for it. We thank you for it already. We give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. and Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you for praying, Scott. I know that God has heard and I know he will continue to move. And I praise God for those praise reports you gave on the list. I know God is moving and he will continue to move. Now, Scott, we've been talking for the last few weeks on the series of love. Love as it talks about in first corinthians chapter 13 specifically now if anyone's been listening for the last few weeks you know we was talking about faith and hope as well the three pillars of life and if you listen closely today at the beginning of this podcast when i read psalm 150 and when scott spoke you got a little taste or a little hint of what today's subject matter was going to be about And Scott, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Before we get started, just to remind people, we're in the love series, and we've been talking about love for the last, this is the fifth week that we've been on the love series. We're talking about love, and we're talking about love as spoken about in 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 13, where it says, now abide these three, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Scott, there are three pillars or what I call anchors to the soul of the human heart when they're trying to live this life and serve God, and that is faith, hope, and love. And if there's any place that the devil will attack, it's one of those three areas. He will attack the faith of the person, the hope of the person, or the love of the person to do his damage. And if we focus on those three anchors, If we make sure that we have the faith that we're supposed to have, the hope in our hearts that we're supposed to have, the love of God that we're supposed to have, then we're going to have those three pillars or anchors that are going to give us the stability that we need in these last days. Because, like I said earlier, Scott, we live in perilous times. It says that in the last days, the love of many would wax cold. And times would become evil. And, Scott, today more than ever, we need faith, hope, and love. Those secure anchors in our lives in order for us to make it home to heaven. Amen.
1: Well said, sir. We're living in a day and age that there's a lot of anxiety, fear, torment, worry, depression. There's, there's all that going on. So it becomes even more evident, especially since we've been doing this series I, I kind of took it for granted, if I'll just be honest, but I've, I've begun to see and learn now. If if our relationship with Jesus is healthy in these three areas, you, you're going to make it through these storms. You're you're going to stand strong. You're you're going to have uh, what you need from the Lord burning inside you. If these three pillars are healthy, and I would dare say. If there's a part of your relationship with Jesus that's not where it needs to be, and if, if you're if you're constantly suffering, you can really boil it down to one of yeah. these three areas. Maybe two, maybe all three, are are in not in alignment with the Lord. Would you agree?
0: Absolutely, that's exactly what I meant when I said if the devil's going to attack, it's going to be in the, one of these three areas of our lives: faith, hope, and love, because they keep our faith they keep our lives secure Scott they keep our walk with God on the straight and narrow on the path that it should be on and like you said um, if we are suffering in in any part of our lives it's going to be one or all three of these areas that have been attacked that we have not fortified have not kept strong and we've been we, we spent several weeks on faith we spent several weeks on hope And now we're spending some weeks on love because these three need to be strong in our lives. Now, love, of course, we save the best for last because love is the greatest. Love is the most powerful of the anchors. We spent all of the last podcast, God, that we were on talking about the characteristics of love as they were described in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And it was a pretty strong podcast. I mean, it it was stout. It really convicted my heart. I don't know about you, Scott, but after that podcast, I went away thinking I really need to take inventory of what kind of love I have in my heart. Is it the agape love that we're supposed to have from the Holy Spirit described in 1 Corinthians 13 that is ruling and reigning in my life? Because agape love is the strongest type of love there is. And we really need that spiritual love in our hearts. And we discovered, Scott, at the end of that podcast, the last one, that agape love is not possible without the power of the Holy Spirit present in our lives. Because Mm -hmm. that's where agape love gets its strength. That's where it gets its source. The source of agape love is the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, when the disciples were baptized in the holy spirit scott they received gifts they received administrations they received callings but the most important and greatest thing that they received that day when they were baptized in the holy spirit was the power to love like god loves because that type of love is the type of love that really makes a difference and scott if we needed something today more than anything and Paul said it and we should say it again that where prophecies are they're going to cease and gifts are going to come to an end and there's going to be a time Scott when there's no longer a need for preaching but Scott love will endure forever and if there's ever a day we need something that's going to make a difference in this world today it's going to be that agape love that was described And we need that agape love in our lives. We need them in the lives of all the ministers and leaders that call themselves leaders. We have so many leaders out there, Scott, that are operating in possibly the gifts, operating in possibly the uh, prophetic callings, but they're not operating in God's perfect agape love. And without that love, it's not going to make a difference. It's not going to make a lasting difference. And Scott, we need that love back in the body of Christ today, Amen.
1: You're, you know what you're talking? I'll tell you who came to my mind for for a good example, and I'll make it short. Is is Peter? And and you watch up to the point of the baptism you speak of in Acts chapter two. You, you watch him before then, and he's a man that's you just read, and you'll see it. He's struggling. He, he's coming off the fact that he just denied the The man that he spent three years with and and considered him the Messiah, the answer. He didn't want to fail Jesus. he He had a form of love for him, but it wasn't this Agape love you spoke of. And you see him struggle, he's he's unsure of himself. he's He's worried, he's fretful, he's anxious. You can see it all through the scriptures until that day that he gets plugged into that love through the Holy Ghost. You no longer see a man that's unsure, struggling, weak, all that. Thanks thanks to what you're talking about, that key of getting in the presence of the Holy Ghost and letting him deposit that agape love in your soul. You see a confident, strong in faith, Peter, afterwards. I can't think of a better excuse than that. And just as you said, that's the key. That's where we're lacking. In his presence is fullness of joy. The health of these three pillars is in that presence, and we got to get back to that. So that's my answer.
0: Amen. And that just amen what I said. Now, today's subject matters a little tough. Now, a lot of people, Scott, would call this subject a very tricky one. And I would have to agree. But we're going to talk about the emotional part of love. Because I know that many people would say, well, agape love or the love that's described in First Corinthians chapter thirteen is not based on emotions. And they would be correct. Agape love is not does not regard it does not receive its strength from emotions. It receives its strength from the spirit or the power of the Holy Spirit. However, we cannot negate that emotions are involved in loving God and allowing God's love to shine through us to people. Now, Scott, we have people on both sides of the pendulum. We have those people who have nothing to do with emotions. They say emotions are too untrustworthy or they're too erratic. They're too, they're too wishy-washy. You can't trust in emotions. They'll lead you astray. So they avoid them all together and they take the stoic route of loving God. They, they have a reserved love, a very stoic, very staunch, very, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Sophisticated, um, unemotional type of love for God and for people. And then we have the other side of the pendulum where we have people that that's all they gravitate to is the emotional part of God. And they allow those emotions to get out of balance and they're emotionally driven and they want to feel everything instead of ba- be, uh, instead of building their lives on the foundation of God's word. They want to be led by the emotional part of God and that can lead them astray, Scott, and it has. And we've got both, I'm probably, we have both parties listening both types of listeners listening to this podcast we have those who have become so disenchanted with the emotional part of god with the emotionalism that is absolutely rampant today in the house of god and then we also have those scott that that's all they gravitate to is the emotional part of god and they love to sing and dance and shout and they love to be crying in the in the holy place and, and and dancing in the holy place, but Scott, they're like Jesus said in that parable about the the ground that didn't have or the seed that didn't have much roots, and when the hard times came because the root wasn't there, they dried up and died under the pressure. And Scott, we have both types of listeners listening, so we need to talk about the emotional part of love today and where that actually fits in. Do you see the same thing I do that this emotional part of love is a really tricky part or a slippery slope? Would you agree with that statement?
1: It's absolutely a slippery slope and, and us humans being who we are, we want to gravitate to one end of the spectrum, but we we go from one opposite end to the other opposite end, just as you pronounced, because, you can look on TV, which is a bad example. If you're if you're taking your example from there, I wish you'd stop. But uh, <laughs> you, you look on TV, and you can see a bad example of the extremism, out of control, emotionalism, and that's a roller coaster ride you don't want to get on. And then you can also see on the same same side those that you <laughs> like how you put it, but <laughs> they're they're prim and proper and uh, there ain't a wrinkle coming in that suit or dress cuz they ain't moving you're not supposed to be you're not supposed to be doing anything like that we're supposed to serve God with dignity they would say and and never raise a hand and charles i i i hope they hear in this recording that there is the healthy balance of both in a healthy balance if if they're going to hear anything from this you can't just throw away the baby with the bathwater just because you see the extremism of emotionalism on TV does not mean God does not through the scriptures require you to praise him with your whole heart. Matter of fact, Psalm nine says that David says that with your whole heart, that's going to take everything you've got, including your emotions, but there's a healthy balance that's, that's governed here and I don't want to get ahead of you. So there's a healthy balance here that I hope the Holy spirit will, bring through this podcast would you agree with that
0: absolutely i'm depending scott on the holy spirit to bring this message out because it is such a touchy matter uh emotions have their place they they are needful in the body of christ they are needful in the lives of a believer but they can and have been abused so you know it's it first of all let's let's just talk about emotions period A lot of people avoid emotions like they're the evil part of the human nature. But God created emotions, Scott. Mm -hmm. And where did he base his creation from? He said, let us make man in our image. And that was not only physically and spiritually, but that was an emotional thing as well, Scott. God created man after his image. And because man has emotions, that means God had emotions first. Yep. And you cannot read the Bible and not see the emotional side of God throughout Scripture. God is, it's oftentimes God is pleased, but it says God has also experienced grief. He's also experienced anger. He's also experienced love. We could go on and on with these testimonies throughout the the Scripture that God is an emotional God. He does have emotions. So we cannot avoid emotions altogether. And like you said, live this dignified life that has no emotion involved in it. And I know, I think that a lot of people have made a mistake when they study 1 Corinthians 13 and the characteristics of agape love that they've come to this conclusion that agape love is an unemotional love, but it's not. Emotions do have their place. God is an emotional God and he's made us emotional beings. And Scott, emotions have to fit into the love that we have, not only for God, but for others as well. Amen.
1: Well, you know, when Paul was talking to the Corinthian church, he, he was trying to address some problems that they had. And just, just to be quick, they were emotional people. I mean, they were spiritual gifts, walking and talking. Uh, they would, they would, they were very. You could tell in the scriptures, just reading. They, they were emotional in the service. Everybody wanting to do a tongue. Everybody wanting to do a prophecy. Everybody's wanting to jump in and do something for the Lord. And Paul was instructing them how to not, you know, how to stop the chaos because that was chaos. That was, that was just too many trying to talk and move and and do it at the same time. He never at any time, Charles, in that book, reprimanded them for having emotions or for showing emotions. He, he, in essence, was saying, if everybody's going to come and do this, emotionally worship God through a tongue, through, through a prophecy, through whatever, he never, he never upbraided them for the emotions. By all means, he said, do that. But let's do it decently and in order. Let's one at a time do it. You know, somebody prophesied and let two judge. He never stopped them from having emotions. He just said, let's do this and have a healthy balance, a healthy right. order in the service. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Scott, it, it, really, it really disturbs me. It bothers me when I speak to someone who claims to be born again. And I've asked them to tell me their personal testimony of how they met the Lord. And if I don't see those telltale signs of someone who's truly met God. If I don't see a look come in their face of sheer ecstasy of, of being lost. And now I'm found of being blind. (laughs) And now I'm see if I don't see tears come to their eyes. If I don't see, if I don't hear a crack in their voice. And if I don't see emotions rise up in them, when they describe to me, how they met Jesus then it really makes me doubt their, the authenticity of their conversion. Because I know that when I talk about Jesus, and I've told my wife this, I've told my friends this, you know this about me, Scott. Not much makes me cry, but there's one thing that makes me cry, and that's the Lord Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And I have a problem with people who can sit there and talk about the love they have for Jesus, with this staunch stoic look on their face tell me how they met god and no emotions come out no tears come to their eyes when they hear their favorite song amazing grace comes on the radio and there's no twinge in their face of oh i remember how i met jesus i remember the life that i used to have and now the life i have through jesus christ scott if I don't see some sort of emotional response out of that person, then I have a s- serious problem believing that they really met the Lord. Have you experienced the same thing? Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I, I
1: look at it like this. I, I love what you said too, but I, I look at it like this too. If, if you perchance in prayer in a prayer closet somewhere tap into the pure presence of God, cause you can, Because there is a way. Because he is real, that third person of the Trinity, the Holy Ghost. If you tap into that presence, I promise you it's going to affect you in your emotions. I promise you it's going to bring tears. It's going to bring laughter. God is love, John said. Pure, unadulterated, powerful love. And standing in that presence, every gospel writer that ever did, Charles wrote down, Every gospel writer was affected in their emotions. You can't stand in, in the all presence of God and not be affected and come back. I, I love what you said about seeing a tear, seeing a reaction in their eye. You know, it, it's kind of like Moses when he would go up the mountain and bring down the law. When he'd come back, his face was shining. It was yep. shining so bright that they'd have to put a veil over his face so they could stand to look at him. That's, that's a physical representation of a spiritual act that happens now. If you walk up the spiritual mountain and actually get in the very presence of that wonderful God that I speak of, you're going to come back down shining some way. You're going to be smiling. You're going to be crying. There's, there's all mannerisms of how your emotions are going to be touched, but I promise you they will be affected. Would you agree with that? Absolutely.
0: I've seen it all my life, Scott, time and time again. And just to make sure people cannot misunderstand us on this podcast when we're talking about motion emotions we're talking about feelings i don't want anyone to misunderstand me there are feelings involved with loving jesus yeah and there are feelings involved with loving others with the love of god i know and i've said it before that the love of god's strength does not lie in emotions and feelings and that's true agape loves pure love and it doesn't rely on emotions and feelings as its source of strength for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son now god loved us before we loved him he loved us while we were unlovable he loved us in our dirt in our grime in our filth in our sin but i'm going to tell you something else the bible also describes things like god Dancing over all the redeemed that are coming to Zion. (laughs) yeah. Now, we're talking about, that just runs all over me, Scott. Our God is so excited about all the people that are coming home to be with him. Jesus gets so excited when someone is converted, when someone is saved, that he dances in celebration. Now, you talked about David dancing. And how David would dance so hard that his clothes would come off of him. And that's emotion. That's feeling. That's someone who really loves God. And if David can dance and if Jesus can dance, then I believe with all of our heart that we should be able to dance as well. Amen. I have... Now, you know, we're addressing those people who have a hard time with the emotional side and the feeling side of God. But then there are those who that's all they want to do, Scott, is dance. And all they want to do is shout. And all they don't want to do is sing. And you you talked about the Corinthians. The church in Corinth had a problem. They were too emotional. Now, like you said, there is a balance. There's a balance where emotions are involved and feelings are involved. But then you can go to the other side of that spectrum and see where there are people today who allow emotions to go too far. And they can't tell the difference in a spiritual move, Scott, versus the feelings. Mm -hmm. They can't tell the difference in the Holy Spirit moving and the emotions taking over. And we have chaos in the house of God today because people want to dance. People want to be entertained. I have a problem, and I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. I'm not going out there and pointing fingers. I've not seen all churches. I've not been a witness to all praise and worship services. But I have been a part of praise and worship services that have fog machines, laser light shows, and all manner of instruments, and all manner of chaos. And it's more of an entertainment than it is a praise and worship service to God. And they are doing more to get entertained and get a feeling out of it than they are to get in touch with the Holy Spirit and create an atmosphere where the Holy Ghost can move and the gifts of the Spirit can be made manifest. Scott, have you experienced this as well?
1: All too often, sir. All too often. And in, in the uh, few gospel groups that I got to go with around and saw a lot of churches. Yeah, that was that was sadly a part of it. Um they they had learned to be able to use uh, it was it was worldly music they bring in the worldly music they would bring in the, the laser lights they bring in the and and you know shoot the the fog onto the stage at the right time to accentuate what they were singing and and it was a very if if you listen to it it's a very sensual beat yep. to the music and they they've learned how to tap into already existing <laughs> emotions in a human being and move them and masquerade it as a move of the Holy Ghost when all you're doing is stirring up human emotions only. And, and sadly, we don't have discernment to understand. And sadly, these people that are governed completely by the emotional experience, I, I emphasize the word completely. These people that are governed completely by the emotional experience, if you notice, they end up having the, um, the roller coaster ride. With Jesus, one day they're up, one day they're down, one day they're up, one day they're down. There's there's never a solid stance there. So, we, we like we said before, we gravitate to both ends of the spectrum. So, yes, sir, I have seen that, sadly. Yeah,
0: there are those that depend on their feelings so much. And there are feelings involved in being led by the Lord. There are feelings that arise up in you when you are in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And it is exciting. It is overwhelming when he speaks to you. You will get excited. Scott, I will bear witness to my own testimony. I have danced before the Lord. I have fallen out in the spirit. I have gotten happy. I have shouted. I have raised my hands. I have been emotional with God. But, Scott, I've also uh, experienced those quiet times with God where God told me to calm down. Mm -hmm. And listen and i'm afraid that we have a lot of people out there scott who they want these feelings so much and the devil exploits that to the point where if they're not feeling something like you said they're on a roller coaster ride with god they're up one week and down the next because they don't quote unquote feel god the way they want to And they don't allow God's word to be the final authority where Jesus said, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the earth. And we have to realize there's going to be times in our lives where we don't feel those emotions, where the feelings are not, you know, it's not, not only do we not feel God like we want to, but we might have the feelings of loneliness and, 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 the, the devil will come at us with fear and a, emotions that will make us want to doubt God. And we have to then remember God's word and make sure that our foundation is firm and solid on the word. Let mm-hmm. me explain, let me say something to you, listener emotions and feelings are not your foundation. You know, you you heard Scott say there is a balance. Well, I'll tell you, one of the things that will give your life balance is the word being the final authority in everything that you say and do. Yes. That, That if you feel a certain way, you go to the scripture and see if the feelings are backed up by what the word says. If the word contradicts what you're feeling, then the word supersedes what you're feeling. (laughs) <laughs> and what you're feeling does not govern you. If you are governed by your emotions, you will be led astray. If you are governed by your feelings, you will be led astray. You must know the word. You must allow the word to be the foundation and the final authority on what you live by. Am I getting preachy? Yes, I am. <laughs> because this Amen. is a very horrible trap from satan satan will use your emotions and your feelings he will use those things to mislead you you will see something on tv and because it plucks the heartstring, and because it makes you feel a certain way you will say well that must be the truth that must be the way that it is and you're not getting in your word and saying wait a minute god's word says something else well, if God says something else in His Word, then that means that's true, and I am wrong. It says, "Let God's Word be true, and every man a liar." Scott, help me out here. I'm getting preachy. I'll <laughs> oh, preach.
1: Don't stop getting the saints. I love it. It, it. You're exactly right. I wish you wouldn't quit. It, it's got to be your very foundation. I can only reiterate from here: your your feelings, your human feelings. How, how about I say it like this? Feelings should only, it should never be the governing force in your life. feelings. Feelings, yes. feelings should be the byproduct of contact with the Holy Ghost first. Amen. That should be a byproduct. We're, we're saying you've got to have some emotions in worshiping God, but they should always be a byproduct, just like carbon dioxide is a byproduct of inhaling oxygen into your lungs. Emotions, crying, tears. Joy, dancing is to be a byproduct of the experience of the Holy Ghost that you are first having in prayer. That's that's the healthy balance, because these feelings will lead you straight. Charles, not only will they make you feel this is God and it's not because it makes you feel all warm and squishy. and, And yet the word contradicts your warm and squishy. You see what I'm saying? Also, at the same time, Charles, these feelings will tell you you're under punishment. God hates you. God doesn't want anything to do with you. God will never have anything to do with you. Your, your feelings will lie to you when God said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. I will walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death. Have no fear what the evil may do. There's there, You can't let the emotions be the governing force. The word must be the governing force, and the emotions must be the byproduct of the experience in the Holy Ghost. I don't know how best to say it.
0: Uh, we're, we're, we're talking about the balance, Scott. You're absolutely right. And you were getting preachy right along with me, so I don't feel so oh, I'm bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't feel so bad now because this is a very sensitive subject. It, like I said, it's very tricky because we cannot negate emotions. Emotions and the feelings are a part of our lives. We were made in the image of God. God is an emotional being. God has feelings. He knows how to be sad. He knows how to be glad. He knows how to be excited. God knows all these things. he's experienced these. When Jesus walked on this earth, he was a man of grief. He said a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. He went through the feeling and the emotion spectrum, Scott. Mm-hmm. Jesus also had emotions and feelings just like a human being. He wasn't some special human that didn't have any emotions. Emotions were involved. But like you said, Scott, they are a byproduct of true spiritual interaction with God. Remember, even though we're made in the image of God and we have emotions, we are first and foremost a spiritual being. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in what? In spirit and in truth. Yep. And that's what I'm saying is there is a balance. There is spirit involved. There is emotions involved. There are feelings involved with loving God. But your basis, your foundation is the word of God. And when all else fails, trust what God's word says. Scott, this is a failureship, and I know I'm going to punch a button on you, but that's one of your pet peeves, but this is is a place where the leadership has catered to the emotional side of the congregation instead of the spiritual side of the congregation. And even the leadership gets caught up in these emotions. And if the leader is preaching the word of God, if they're not hearing the audience clap, if they're not getting the amens from the people, if they're not searing, seeing a feeling or an emotional reaction from the congregation, then they'll stop talking or speaking what God's word is from the throne and start giving those people a message that will cater to their emotions. And that's what we have today. We have a lot of leaders, Scott, who just want to touch the feelings and emotions of their congregation and not preach on the serious things of God and get down to the root of what's really going on in the house of God. Amen. Uh,
1: you're, you're really wanting me to, you're really trying to push my button. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 You know, I, I don't see it one time where Moses went up to the mountain. I'm going to use him again. Moses went up to the mountain, to make, put the work in, put the effort in to get the word of God and come back down. I don't read one time where after he'd give it, he waited on a hand clap. I get, I get so tired of these ministers that will say five words and demand you clap and applause for them to, to show some kind of emotionalism there. Moses didn't stand around. Moses went, got the word, come back down, gave it to the people. And, and I would to God, we'd get some leaders today that would do that, that, would that would go to the mountain of God, stay there till they get the word, the real word from God, come back down, give it in the pulpit, close their book when they're done and sit out and could care less who claps, who, mm-hmm. who hollers or anything else, but they've delivered what they were supposed to do. And I
0: feel myself getting loud. So <laughs> <I'm
1: gonna laughs> give it back to
0: you. Oh, you're doing a great job. I, there is chaos in the house of God today because yes. of emotions. Ministers that cater to the emotions and feelings of the, of, of, of the congregation because they're worried that the tides might go down if they don't say they don't entertain the people yep there are ministers that go out there and purposely look for praise and worship leaders that are geared toward entertainment more than they are fostering a atmosphere where god's presence can move in a mighty way we need less entertainment in praise and worship and more godly leaders not only spiritual leaders in the pulpit, but praise and worship leaders who will foster a atmosphere where the Holy Spirit has freedom to move and liberty to move and not worry about the emotional response of the people and not cause it to be entertainment, but a real praise and worship session. Scott, there is chaos yeah. in, in the house of God today because we are catering to either one side where we've negated all emotions and we have leaders that staunch the move of God and make the people sit in what's called a reverent state. They're not allowed to raise their hands. They're not allowed to shout. They're not allowed to praise God and to run the aisles and to dance when the spirit of God tells them to, or when it's appropriate And we also have chaos where it's all they want to do is run and shout and praise God, but they don't want to live right. Ooh, ooh, say it, say it. And God is not pleased with us. And I'm saying us because I'm right in there with the rest of them. God is not pleased with us, Scott, because there's chaos in the house of God today. God is not pleased with a minister who don't allow his congregation to show the emotions, the God-given emotions and feelings that (laughs) God gave them so they can worship God with fullness and with gladness like David did. It pleases God. It pleases God to see someone get excited about his name.
1: (laughs) It pleases
0: God to see someone shout the victory. It pleases God to see people raise their hands. We are commanded in the word of God to lift up holy hands unto God. We are commanded. I read it earlier today on this podcast. Praise the Lord with drums. Praise the Lord with sounding cymbals. Praise the Lord with the dance, with the shout. We are commanded to do these things. And minister, if you're not allowing your congregation to do this, you are staunching a move of God. You are not allowing the freedom that comes. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And that freedom is bore witness on the saints of God who are allowed to worship God with their feelings and emotions just as much as they are with the word and with sacrifice and with obedience. Then we got the other side of the coin, Scott. We got those who that's all they want to do is entertain the congregation. All they want to do is tell jokes in the pulpit, get their congregation to laugh a little bit, make them feel good about themselves. There's no conviction, there's no sin being preached. You mm-hmm. know, there are times, Scott, and I've seen it happen where God didn't want people to jump and shout and praise God, He wanted them to sit down and listen because there was time in the pulpit to speak a harsh word and to be straightened out in our lives and Scott there is chaos in the body of Christ because of this and we have a weak bunch of Christians today who don't know how to serve God they don't know where the balance is they don't know how to express their emotions in the right way or they're going about it the wrong way and they're letting feelings govern their lives and they have no root and they're blown back and forth like the wind between everything that the devil throws at them. Scott, we need to change this. Amen.
1: Gosh, I can't agree with you more. Preach it, my friend. I don't want you to stop. I, I don't know how far you want to go with this, but I, I we, you and I have had this talk off mic, and, and I, I can, I, I'm just going to go on record, I can and I attribute a, a lot of what's wrong into, in, in the body of Christ today in, in God's body I attribute a lot of what's wrong today going on because of a lack of leadership because we don't have the examples before us we don't we don't have a Paul we don't have a Peter we, we don't have a, a Thomas or an Andrew let me let me rephrase that we don't have people like David Wilkerson anymore um, Charles Lanter I'm gonna call him out we don't we don't have these examples. Be us anymore that shape our lives as iron sharpeneth iron. The Bible says so. Does the countenance of a friend, who you hang around and who's leading you, is what you will become and where you go in in this walk. And and uh, I, but I tell you, I I want to go off on this, but I I know we're talking about love oh, <laughs> this yeah. recording, so I'm gonna hand it back to you.
0: <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna bring it back down to reality, Scott. I don't want to rain on your parade. I know you're having a good time. I know there's a lot of problems with the leadership of the house of God today, and I would love to speak another hour about that. But the problem is, is we're not going to change the leadership on a podcast like this. True, uh, true. The only thing, uh, the only thing's going to change the leadership in the house of God is for the Holy Spirit to do house cleaning and anointing to fall and convict these leaders And they get on their face before God and how between the porch and the altar. But what we've got going on that we need to talk about on this podcast before we run out of time, Scott, is the listeners that we have that want to know what the balance is between their emotions and their feelings and the spiritual part of God. And we need to address that. Uh, listener you're going to make mistakes emotions and feelings are involved you should not shut them down completely you need to allow your emotions and feelings to be a part of your serving God your loving God your expressing yourself to God in your prayer time in your worship time but like Scott said like I've said like the Holy Spirit has said on this podcast there is a balance And you can't let your emotions and your feelings get so carried away that you begin begin to depend on them for confirmation from God. Because if the devil sees a point in your life where you are allowing feelings and emotions to govern your life, he is going to exploit that. He is going to attack you there. And he's going to get you to a place where you can't see up from down and you don't know right from left. And you'll be so confused, you'll think God has deserted you. You will lose hope. You will lose faith. Your love for God will, draw, will get cold if you allow emotions to govern your life. So we are, we are cautioning you. Don't negate emotions and feelings. Allow them to flow. You're going to make mistakes. But you need to get in your word and allow the word of God to be your foundation. It must be the first and foremost foundation of your life. The word of God and what it says should supersede any feelings, thoughts, or emotions that the devil conjures up or throws into your mind. Scott, help me out here. Do you agree with that? I'm sure you do. We need to get back to the word of God and the Holy Spirit of God and staying in the, the presence of God until emotions and feelings are placed in that rightful balance that they should be in. Amen.
1: I, I love what you're saying. What if we express it this way? Trying try to be, I'm trying to be just as simple as I could be to gain understanding. The heart of God is is in that book. It's it's right there in front of you. If you'll crack it open. How he feels. What, what he feels. Uh, how he reacts. <laughs> What, what, what he thinks, the very, the very heart of his love, his, his anger, his jealousy, because he's jealous over his people, by the way. He feels emotions. So it, it, the very heart of God is in that book. So if you will take time to read that book and, and at the same time ask in prayer, Lord, let this heart in this book become mine. I, I'm telling you, Charles, the, the balance will be there. Emotions will begin to flow after time, because most likely when people begin to pray this, they're already coming to God with a, with a hard heart. It's been hardened because of what life has done to them, what people have done to them. And, it, and it's been hardened. And And it's, it's even hard for them to shed a tear now. They feel so cold. But if they'll come into that book and, and they begin to look at the very heart of God and then say in prayer, God, put this in my heart. I'm promising you a healthy balance of the word and emotions will flow if you'll just do that. Is that is
0: that a good way? Would you say it that way? That's a perfect way. and I'm so glad you did that. Thank you for succinctly saying that, for drawing it up. Just like Scott said, listener, the heart of God is bound in his word. It's, it's, it's expressed in his word. And by you getting in his word and in prayer and allowing the Holy Spirit to fill your life, just like they did on the day of Pentecost, there is no better emotional check than the Holy Spirit. There is no better way to discern what is rightfully God's emotions and feelings and how to allow those emotions and feelings to be used in your life and to express them in your praise and worship than by the power and the supplication of the Holy Spirit. Get in your prayer closet. Get in His Word. Concentrate. Make sure the Word is your foundation. Make sure you're doing exactly what Jesus said. My true worshiper shall worship me in spirit and in truth. So there you have it, folks. Uh, And Scott, right now, I want you to pray for us while we are almost out of time. I want you to pray that we recognize the imbalance in our own lives. If we have allowed emotions to be so suppressed that we become stoic and staunched and too dignified for God. And we don't allow his emotions to shine through. We don't enjoy Jesus the way that God wants us to enjoy him. We don't enjoy the feelings that are involved in loving God. Like we should pray for those people that, And then pray for the other side of the spectrum, the people who only only govern themselves by their emotions and feelings and don't allow the word of God to be their first and foremost authority. And they are led astray by every wind the devil throws at them because they're so emotionally driven. There is a balance to be achieved here, listener. And I want Scott to pray that we begin to seek God to recognize the imbalance when he shows it to us and to allow the Holy Spirit to address it, to stay in our word until we work that out, to become that balanced, solid Christian who allows God's word to govern him and the Spirit of God to show them where emotions and feelings are, are expressed and fit in rightly in a believer's life. Scott, would you pray for us?
1: Father, we thank you today for this word. And Lord, you are faithful. You came in this podcast and you spoke to us. I praise you for that. I thank you for that. And Lord, I know we're talking to two groups of people. I, I, I pray for both these groups, Lord, those that may have never, ever felt a touch from the Holy Spirit. I know they're out there. And and Lord, I feel so bad for these folks who have never felt the tangible touch of the Holy Spirit that would cause a hand to raise, that would cause a tear to shed, that, that would cause a smile to come on their face. Lord, I pray for these people that you would come to them, that you would reveal your, yourself to <laughs> them and, and let them just partake and taste of the heavenly gift that is spoken of, Lord. It's, it's a whole brand new world for these folks. I know they've been told different. I, I know they've been, they've been talked to with bad doctrine, wrong doctrine. But Lord, I pray that you touch them, speak to them, come to them, Lord, and reveal yourself to them like they've never, ever felt or known before. And Lord, for these, these other groups, I I know who these folks are, Lord, they're on that emotional roller coaster ride. One day they think you love them. The next day they think that you are against them and there's never the healthy balance. It's just, it's just constant anxiety. Is God for me or is against me? Constant fear. Uh, He's, he's, Sending me to hell—it's—it's it's this constant torment, up and down, up and down, up and down. And Lord, I pray for these people. I, I'm going to pray it this way, Lord. I pray that you give them a new desire for your word. I pray you give them a a, a new a, a conviction, a, a yearning to read your word over again and dig deep in that word, and, and let that be the governor of their life, Lord. Let them let them be rooted and grounded in your word and it's only going to come from having a desire to read it and absorb it and take it lord i i pray that they get this desire like john god in revelation where he had to eat the book to understand lord and i pray for these people that they'll get this new desire i thank you for speaking to to both groups i thank you for speaking to us you're wonderful we love you and we praise you lord in jesus name amen
0: amen amen good prayer scott thank you so much for praying Well, there you have it, listener. I hope you take this word and run with it. Don't be a hearer only, be a doer also. God is not pleased with the hearer only, but with the one who obeys what they hear. And I hope you obey what you've heard today. I want to thank you, Scott, for helping me with this podcast today. It's been good. Like I said, it's been a tricky subject, but I believe the Holy Spirit did a wonderful job today. Yes talking about the emotional side of God and the emotional side of the life of a saint and where it fits in. The balance that we can achieve if we'll just do what we're supposed to do with God. I want to encourage you, listener, share this message with others. Be a part of this ministry. We need your help. We need you to share this message on your social media. Word of mouth, we need to tell you or we need you to tell your friends and family members about it. Send it to them in messenger, whatever you need to do to get this word out for us. Help us. In doing so, you will be a part of this ministry and you will lay up treasures in heaven, rewards against the day that Jesus comes back and rewards us for our obedience. Also, listener, I want to encourage you to use the other resources that we have available. We have other resources such as a Facebook page, Cry of the Watchman. We have Instagram and Twitter that you can follow. We have blogs that we have written that God has shared with us, words in the past that are still just as good today as they were then. They will encourage you, build you up in your faith. I want you to follow along with them and read them. All these things will be linked in the show notes of this podcast so that you can follow and be a part of it. Also, again, if you would like for your name to be added to the list of the prayers that we cry out, the names that we cry out in prayer on the beginning of each podcast, then write to us through our email address and let us know. We will be glad to add you to the list and and pray over that need. Our email address is simply key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com and that will also be linked in the show notes of this podcast as well so that you can use it as a hyperlink if you would like to write in. While you're writing in, share some comments. Let us know that you're out there. It blesses us to hear from our listeners. We get so touched, and our emotions are so encouraged. We get get emotional when we see these emails from our listeners that tell us that you're listening, that you've been blessed. Whatever your feedback is, whether it be good or bad, we would love to hear from you. So when you write in for that email address, include your name for the prayer list and some comments. Let us know you're out there. It would bless our hearts so much. It has been good to hear from God. It's been good to feast at his table once again. I encourage you in the meantime, My brother Scott puts out a podcast called The Key of David Supplemental. It is a smaller podcast that will give you the own spot right from the griddle of God word for that day. Look look for those. Search it on your podcast platform and enjoy those messages while you're waiting for the main podcast to come out. It has been so good to be with you. I hope you are blessed. I hope you are ready to... Follow God more today than you were when you pushed play on this podcast. It is the prayer of the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. It is the prayer of the key of David. It is my prayer, it is Scott's prayer, that each and every person listening repents for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.